Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello and welcome to the 200th episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I can't believe that in two years, there have actually been 200 episodes of this show. When I started it off, I, I wasn't sure if I would do 10. So many podcasts reach what, what they call pod fade. You start off with a lot of enthusiasm, and then eventually they become occasional, and then they become never, and the podcast just fades away. I'm really proud of the fact that we have 200 episodes of cool things entrepreneurs do, and I've only missed a handful of Tuesdays or Thursdays along the way. So thank you and welcome to the show. I appreciate you for tuning in and listening. And I'll tell you what, the numbers for the show have been growing over the summer. We have actually over doubled the amount of people who download and I assume listen to cool things entrepreneurs do. But I really don't have any way of knowing who you are if you don't send me a tweet at Cool Podcast, or if you go over to the Facebook page and follow our Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do Facebook page, or send me an email at Tom, T-H-O-M, at TomSinger.com, because I have really enjoyed doing this show, but one of the things I've enjoyed the most is the connections that I've made with people who are out there listening. Now, for those of you who are on my email list, you got my uh, most recent newsletter, which I will be honest is what I call the occasional newsletter. It used to be once a month, and now it's probably four times a year when I get around to it. And in fact, it had been like four months since I had done the last one. Uh, we talked in this last email about asking for help, about asking people in your network for referrals. And I've gotten a lot of response to that, and so I wanted to start off this 200th episode by saying, I really need your help. I need you to jump over to iTunes and leave a review for this show, because that's the way the show gets found. The more reviews, the more downloads, the more chances it has to rank, and the more people who are out there. Also, if you like listening to this show, tell somebody. I had a great experience the other day. I was at a conference in Minneapolis and at the end of the conference we all got to, there were 10 of us there, we all got to sort of introduce ourselves and I chose to talk about this podcast and what a great piece to my career it has become over the last two years. And one of the people who were there, she came up to me afterwards and she said, oh my gosh, I teach entrepreneurship and Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do is one of the podcasts that I suggest my students listen to. That was so cool. But I never knew that. I wish sometime along the line she had just sent me a note and said, hey, I'm a teacher of entrepreneurship and I have this podcast as a resource for my students because I have no idea who's listening to the show. So I'm going to ask you, go and review the show, but also tell me who you are. Send me a note and let me know. And then the final ask is, if you're involved with any company or association who has an annual conference, I would love it if you would take the time to introduce me to the person who plans that conference. I make my living as a professional master of ceremonies and keynote speaker, and the only way people ever work with me is if somebody introduces me. Almost all my business comes from referrals. And so every now and then I have to remind myself that I have to ask people to refer me because a lot of people, they would like to, they want to, they love to help out. They just don't think of it. So I'm going to start off this episode being a little selfish and I'm going to ask you to help me out. Now, 
Let's shift gears here. 200 episodes. I've learned a lot from the entrepreneurs who I have interviewed. Most of these shows have been interview format shows. And while I do some of these that are just me, I really get excited by the fact that this show has been a conduit for me to be able to make connections with people who are doing really great things in their business. And so I got to thinking about what what are the common things that I have learned in talking with entrepreneurs on this show and elsewhere. And it was pretty clear to me what those 10 things were. So I thought for today, my original plan was to try and get some celebrity to be on the show, a real big name. But you know what? They turned me down, the celebrities who I asked, because clearly I wasn't a big enough deal. I couldn't do anything for them. Well, you know what? That's great. But I can do something for the listeners of this show. And what I decided to do was really look at the 10 things that I've learned from hosting this show. And hopefully, some of these things will resonate with you. So I'm just going to go through this list really quickly. And hopefully, something on this list will spark you with a little bit of motivation that'll put a little extra step in your day and maybe help you go get things done. And the first one is... That entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. In our society lately, we celebrate the entrepreneur and everybody thinks, oh my gosh, I need to go out and do this. But the truth is, is that if it's not in your heart, if it's not your passion, it's okay. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to be at the cool kids table. I spent years and years and years working for companies wishing that I was an entrepreneur instead of just embracing the journey that I was on at that time and really realizing that the organizations I was working for were really setting me up for my future, which in my case was to work for myself. But I think I missed a lot of the joy in the journey by sitting there and pining and dreaming that I was going to be an entrepreneur. So entrepreneurship isn't for everybody, and it isn't for everybody at the exact time that you're in. 15 years ago, I wasn't ready, nor did I have a product or a service that I could go out and offer to people. So I needed to enjoy where I was at the time. So if you're listening to the show because you want to go start your own business and you're trying, you got a side hustle going, you want to make something happen, that's great. But also accept that being an employee is a great option and try to find a little bit of joy in what you're doing at that exact moment. You don't have to constantly be worried that somehow the cool kids are all the entrepreneurs. Number two, when the time comes, you've got to put yourself out there and you've got to be all in. You got to put both feet in the pool and you got to jump in the water. Now, I'll tell you, for a long time, I tried and dreamed of having this career as a professional motivational speaker and eventually now a master of ceremonies, but I was doing it part time and I was kind of doing it half assed, if you will. I didn't have 100% of my focus onto my entrepreneurial venture. And while it was working and things were happening, it never really took off. And what I realized in April of 2009, when I got laid off and decided to put all of my attention into my entrepreneurial venture, there was never going to be a right time. I was never going to have enough money or enough business where I felt that I was safe to jump in. But by getting laid off, it pushed me into the water. And because I got pushed into the water, I had two choices. I could sink or I could swim. There were no jobs in 2009. If you remember the economy, April 2009 was the bottom of the Great Recession. And therefore, there wasn't any option for me but to go and make my own business work. And because of that, I was 100% committed. I had a mortgage. I had kids. There were braces. There was food. There was vacations we needed to take. There were things we needed to do. So in order to make that entrepreneurial venture happen, I had to be 100% focused. I had to be committed to go for it. 
So that was the second thing I've learned in talking to people is, is that usually that's the way a business takes off is when you are all in. If you're hoping and dreaming and dabbling, often it doesn't. The third thing is that great entrepreneurs are enthusiastic about their company, their career, their product, and they have ambition to grow. Now, throughout the seven years plus that I've been doing this, there have been times where my ambition has been more than others. And if I really look back at when I'm the most enthusiastic and when I know what my ambition is, when I know what I'm trying to accomplish, that's when I've had the success. And in talking with others who are really clear on what they're doing and where they're going, that's when their business really kicks. So you've got to make sure that your ambition and your enthusiasm are pinned all the way on full speed ahead. The fourth tip that I've picked up in, in hosting this show is all about planning and focus. Too often entrepreneurs just kind of are trying to wing it. And when you're trying to wing it, it's really easy to get distracted. It's really easy not to be paying attention to the execution of running your business. So you have to have a business plan. Now, I don't mean like a formal written business plan, although that's not a bad thing either, but you have to know exactly what it is that you're trying to accomplish. I've been trying to make sure that my focus this summer is really clear on what I'm trying to do with my business. I think like everybody, I, I got a little distracted and I had uh, too many other you know things going on. But when I talk to entrepreneurs who are really crushing it, those are people who have a clear focus. They know what their plan is. They're executing on everything and they're not letting things slip through the cracks. So that's number four. And number five you got to take the risk. You know, I talked about in number two about being all in and going for it. There was a lot of risk with that. I mean, granted, I think in 2009, there wasn't a lot of choices for me. But when I talk to people on this show and elsewhere, they admit that it was risky to go and start their own business. And there were times when they thought, oh, no, I should go back and take that corporate job. But if you're going to have the success as an entrepreneur and you're going to build something, you have to be willing to take the risk, which means there are going to be some lean times. I took a risk and, and we hemorrhaged cash for four years. We ran up credit card debt. We spent our savings and it was starting to look bleak before I sort of turned the corner and my business started to advance. But if I hadn't taken the risk and if I hadn't actually ridden through the hard times, I never would have gotten to a point where things got better. Number six on the list of really common traits and common advice that I hear is to remember how important your network is. On this show, when I ask people that question that I often ask about how important is networking, the word imperative often comes up. Now, people have different definitions of what it is to network, and I always like to clarify that networking is the creation of long-term and mutually beneficial relationships between two or more people where everyone involved succeeds more because of those relationships than they would without them. So networking isn't schmoozing. It's not, it's not trying to get somebody to do something for you. It's really about mutually beneficial relationships. And when I think about my success, it comes back to the people who I've met in the business of speaking. If I hadn't gone and gotten involved with the National Speakers Association and developed friendships with people who were living the life that I wanted to live, well, I don't know if I could have ever figured out sort of the secret sauce of how to build a career as a speaker. It is, it is tough to be an entrepreneur, no matter what industry you're in. And my industry is really competitive and, and nobody finds a speaker by Googling, you know, best speaker. 
they find it through word of mouth. And so the network really became extremely important for me, especially in the early days as I was trying to figure out how to build a career in this business. Now, I'm going to tell you that not everyone you meet is going to want to have mutually beneficial relationships. So as important as networking is, you have to surround yourself with the right people. And even when you build up friendships with the right people, sometimes things are going to go astray. All of a sudden, you're going to say or do something that's going to, you know, piss them off or they're going to find annoying and, you know, they're going to talk about you behind their back and, and that friendship is going to crater. And you know what? That's just life. It happens. But that's why you have to constantly be out there making sure that you're, you know, building, reinforcing, fixing relationships because when you deal with people, People are quirky. People are funny. And, you know, some people are going to get jealous of your success and some people just aren't going to like you. And you know what? It's all okay. But it's really, really important that you're constantly paying attention to who you know and what you're doing to really help serve them because networking isn't just about other people lining up to help you. You have to be willing to put in a little bit of time to help them on a regular basis. So don't forget the importance of networking. Number seven. The number seven thing that I hear over and over from entrepreneurs is you have to make sure that your product or your service is filling a need in the marketplace. So often people come up with an idea and they think, oh my gosh, everyone's going to like this, but there's not really a need. It's not really what people want to buy. There's not a budget for that product or that service. And so you have to be sure that whatever your idea is, you're finding a way to take it back to a need that exists. And that's what great entrepreneurs do. They're able to see where there are holes and they're able to create products and services that can fill those holes. I like to believe I've done that with my business is I've taken what I do and I've tweaked it a little bit with my conference catalyst program and my being a professional master of ceremonies. Those two things are more unique compared to a world where there's a lot of speakers. What are you doing? What's your industry? What's your career? If you're a real estate agent, what is it that you're doing? If I see the most successful real estate people in my neighborhood, especially ones who've come up quickly, they've found a niche. And they have jumped in to make sure that they're doing everything they can to be the most recognizable in that niche. It doesn't mean they have to be bizarre or way out there on the fringes. It just means that they have to find a way. They have to find a way to fill a need and do it in a way that stands out and is somewhat unique. Number eight on the list of 10 traits is sales. Now, for those of you who follow me closely, you know this has become a really important topic that I've been speaking about and that I've been working with my coaching clients on is sort of a back-to-basics approach to selling. At the end of the day, sales is the most important thing that you can do for your business. Without new customers, without new revenue, there is no business. If you're not making money, you're out of business. So therefore, you have to be focused on sales. And a lot of people steer away from it and, and they try not to. And, you know, nobody wants to cold call. Nobody wants to do cold reach out to people. But this summer, I've gotten refocused on making sure that I'm doing exactly that. I've put on my hat again as a pure old-fashioned salesperson. I started my career as a 100% commission salesperson. And I'll tell you what, when you're 100% commission, you work really hard and you don't get paid unless you get a client. And that teaches you something. And I think it's really important for entrepreneurs, especially if you're a solopreneur or you're starting a new business, to realize that you are 100% 
commission salesperson. And you have to do the things that 100% commission salespeople do so well. And that is you have to prospect, you have to you know, be out there networking, but not just from the standpoint of making relationships. You have to then be figuring out how do I take those relationships and lead them down the path to actual sales. Networking alone or marketing alone is great, but if you're not converting that into business, then there's nothing. There's nothing to be had for it. So you have to be focused on sales. And I've been speaking and writing a lot about what it takes to be a successful salesperson. And I've been going in and speaking to more sales teams and doing that sort of motivational kickoff that gets them sort of fired up for what they need to do. And I'll tell you, when you get the chance to spend a half day with people who work in sales, they are going to give you ideas on how to be great in sales. So get your focus. If you haven't been, get your focus on to what do I need to do to sell? My routine has been I take 90 minutes every morning to do outreach. Before I start and do anything else, I do outbound emails and outbound calls and things that are outbound to new possible clients. You've got to be filling that pipeline all along. And when I talk to entrepreneurs, the ones who are successful, their companies have a s- extreme focus on sales. So number nine you got to remember that there are going to be tough days. There are going to be days out there where everything just seems to suck, and you're going to think, I want to throw in the towel. I had it many times, especially the first three years. I kept thinking, i got to go get a job. And, And as the economy got better, I kept thinking that maybe that was going to be the only thing I could do and that I wasn't going to make it as an entrepreneur. But when I talk to these people who have really made it big, they have overcome some huge, huge problems and traumas and valleys in their company and in their career. So you have to realize that there are going to be those tough days and you just have to roll up your sleeves and fight through them. If you quit too soon, you're never going to get to that final destination that you're shooting for. And then the 10th thing that comes up, the 10th thing that I have learned from hosting this show and in talking now to countless entrepreneurs is you have to pay attention to the finances. Now, I'd love to tell you that I was great at this. I still suck at this, but it is the one thing that people tell me constantly is that when you know your numbers, you know what your income is, you know what your expenses are, you know what your pipeline looks like, you are absolutely fanatical about the finances. You're going to have more success. Now, I'll tell you what, This is so hard for someone like me who isn't a numbers guy. I am a big picture guy. But the more I sit and the more I pay attention to every single expense, it helps me make decisions. Now, those who know me know that I don't spend a lot of money. I've spent so much less on my business than so many of my peers. And I've found ways to get websites built and and videos made and and marketing done. And I, I tend to do a lot of the work myself where a lot of people I know spend a lot of money outsourcing. My business has to make money before I can spend money. And if I don't make enough money, then I have to find a cheaper way to get some things done. Now, I think that if I was even better at this, if I was paying attention to every single penny, if I was on top of my QuickBooks every day, I think I would have even more success because two things. One is I would probably not spend frivolously. And the other thing is, is that I think when you see the holes in your finances, it lights a fire under you and gets you out there and makes you work twice as hard. So pay attention to your finances. So as I look back on 200 episodes of this show, those are the 10 tips that sort of bubbled up to the top that I thought I would share with you. 
And again, I really want to thank you for being part of this community, for listening to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And I've got to thank our sponsor. You know, from the beginning, this show has been sponsored by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes all of the headache out of creating your own podcast. If you want to start a podcast, and I know that a lot of you do, please jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer they have. Pick up the phone and call them and let them know you're thinking of starting a podcast. You heard about them from Tom Singer, and Tom Singer says that they are the best. They do all the heavy lifting, and they do everything to make sure that this show gets published. Because if I had to do the technical work and the behind-the-scenes editing, you would never get an episode released because I have too many things going on, and I don't get paid for doing this show. So I can't put my focus into my podcast as much as I would like because it's not revenue generating necessarily. Now, there are people who listen to this show who do refer me to their company. I've picked up several events over the last two years because of listeners like you who've said, hey, my company does a user's conference and I heard you mention that you're an expert in user's conferences and that has led to business. But the main focus of my business has to be on selling the speaking gigs. And so if it wasn't for Podfly, I would never get this show done. So thank you once again. 200 episodes in, I dedicate this episode to my sponsor, Podfly Productions. So before I let you go, I want to challenge you. Why do you listen to this podcast? If you're someone who's listened to 2, 3, 5, 10, 100 or more shows, send me an email at tom at tomsinger.com and let me know why you like the show and why you listen. Because I want to make the show better. As we go into the next 200 episodes, I want to make this community stronger. I want to make sure that we are providing each and every one of you with something that is exciting and that's giving you value and that's challenging you, motivating you, and making you get closer to your dream if that dream is being an entrepreneur who does cool things. So send me that email. Let me know why you listen, what you like, and what you'd like to see in the future. Plus, if you have an idea for a guest, my gosh, please let me know. I'm always looking for interesting guests who are outside of my own circle of people. Because as you know, if you listen, I interview a lot of my friends because the show actually grew out of a blog series I did called Cool Things My Friends Do. So this podcast, I interview a lot of really cool entrepreneurs who I happen to know. But I'm always looking for people who are outside of my own circle so that I can learn and that all of you can learn. So please, Always make suggestions if you have an idea. And maybe that suggestion is you. You're a listener. You want to be on the show? Let me know. Let's make it happen. So again, thanks for tuning in and listening to this episode. It is always such a pleasure to be the host of this show. I'm going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody very cool. But in the meantime, you go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.